the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, have you ever felt like your life is more like a war zone than, say, a tranquil oasis? Well, if that's you, fear not. There is hope for you. Because tonight we're bringing you part 14 in our series entitled Peace in the Midst of the Battle. Oftentimes when we hear the word battlefield, we quickly envision a scene of horrific uh, violence and bombs going off and gunfire and machine guns blaring and people running and screaming and nothing but chaos everywhere. But have you ever considered that there is an intense battle raging in our thoughts on a daily basis, a battlefield of the mind? But again, don't despair because we've got good news in the midst of this battlefield. And if you want to find out what that good news is, you're going to have to stay tuned because we are not pretending we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, welcome back. How are you doing tonight? Brother Gary, it's a blessing to be back and uh, riding on that saddle. And I appreciate that uh, introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry O. Buckner, and we know you're going to be uplifted by the program tonight. Well, Gary uh, hit it right on the nose. It is a battlefield that we're in every day. Everywhere you turn, there is a battlefield a battlefield uh, inside us, and a battlefield outside of us. And the only way we're going to deal with this battlefield is to have the peace of God inside our hearts and in our mind. And you know, the Bible constantly talks about this peace from Genesis to Revelation. And in the Apostle Paul's uh, letters, which is about 13 in all, He mentions over and over and over again one word before peace, and that's grace. And then what follows is peace. And then he changes it up in uh, his epistles to the pastors where he adds another word. He talks about grace, peace, and mercy because he realizes that the pastors need the mercy of God upon their lives Uh, because of the leadership roles by which they are entrusted with. And, you know, by way of introduction, you know, I think about one word that fits in with peace, and that's maturity. You know, the only way you're going to get the peace of God is to be mature in Christ. And that's why the Bible says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Biblical illiteracy will destroy peace in your life. So, If you're biblical illiterate, you will not know anything about the peace of God, 
And it's important for you to know scriptures so that you can apply the principles of peace throughout scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Now, we need this spiritual maturity. And uh, we talked about uh, five ways you can be afflicted or affected when you lack the peace of God. And we said, number one, uh, there's such a thing as spiritual affliction. And that's number one. And then number two is emotional affliction. And then number three is mental affliction. And then number four is physical affliction. I want to build on this physical affliction uh, tonight and continue that for uh, several series here. Now, when you think about this list of five points, or four points so far, It all starts with spiritual maturity, because when we are spiritually mature, then we can prevent a lot of extreme affliction upon our lives, because the reason why we get emotionally out of control, mentally out of control, physically out of control, is because we don't have the spiritual maturity in control. Oh, how important that is, my friend, that you have that spiritual maturity reigning in your heart every day, that you make mature decisions as a Christian, as a disciple, as a Christian husband, as a Christian father and Christian mother, Christian leaders in the church. Otherwise, these afflictions will come upon your life. Now, we said with the the, uh, fourth one under the physical affliction, that there are seven ways we can be afflicted. Now, under that physical affliction, the seven things, we talked about thus four, sleepless nights, number one. And then number two, we talked about irritations. And number three, we talked about eating disorders. And number four, we are going to talk about the issue of suicidal uh, experiences and thoughts and action. Now, all of this, again, is because of the lack of the peace of God in our lives. Sleepless nights will cause you to toss and turn and not get the sleep that you need. And also, uh, irritations, that is easily provoked because of the lack of peace of God. And Maturity, and then eating disorders, that uh, depression can lead you to eating all times of day, morning and evening, late, early in the morning, late at night. Now, this fourth point, which is talking about suicidal tendencies and suicidal thoughts and suicidal actions, we think about people in the world today, you know, Money just can't buy you happiness. <laughs> Money just can't buy you peace. And we think about Robin Williams, who had everything going for him, a talent that God gave him, money, homes, cars, family, had all of that. But he lacked the peace of God. And what did this man do? He went and hung himself in his home. You know, I live in Tiburon, and he... His house is not that far away from my place. And it was a sad day to see all those people bringing those flowers in front of his house because this man 
had Parkinson, and he just lost it after that. And Michael J. Fox tried to talk to him because he was a friend, and he had the same issue. You know, you know, when you have a problem, you just got to reach out. You can't allow the devil to put suicidal thoughts in your mind and defeating thoughts in your mind, and you just go off and think that you can handle life by yourself. It tells us in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. You need help. You need support systems. You need the church around you. You know, and people today who commit suicide have restless minds, irritated minds, and then troubled minds. And if you don't find something to do, the devil will find something for you to do. That's the way the devil works. You know, he wants to put the wrong thoughts in your mind and have you to act those wrong thoughts out because Satan is a spirit and he can communicate with our spirit if our spirits are not controlled by the Holy Spirit, see? So Satan doesn't want us to be a fighter but a quitter. Satan doesn't want you to be a winner, but a loser. Satan doesn't want you to get up, but stay down. Now listen to me carefully. If you entertain Satan's ideas in your mind, you may fall into this suicidal mission. Jesus describes Satan, the devil in John 8 and 44, as a murderer. Satan has three things in mind. And we find this in John 10 and 10, to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his mission, steal, kill, and destroy. Everything that God is trying to do in your life, and he can steal your blessings if you allow it, steal your mind, steal your soul, steal your spirit, steal your peace, steal your joy. He can steal so many things if you allow it. And we have these people going around today talking about Euthanasia, which is mercy killing. Doctors getting rich off of people saying, I want to end my life. Why? God is the one that says, I'm the one that ends life, not the doctor. So why are you doing that? Listen, if you take your life, you risk losing your life for all eternity, according to the Apostle John in the book of Revelation 21 and verse 8, where he says, And murderers shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And murderers involves, number one, self-murder. It involves the murder of others, and we see this happening all over. Just in Sacramento the other day, uh, a 26-year-old young lady just graduated from the academy and went into a home with domestic violence, and they should have had that lady covered with veterans around her and a team of people around her, and they did put her in the thick of a situation by which she was shot to death over some foolishness and not even having a bulletproof vest on her. And we need that even in the midst of warfare today, the breastplate of righteousness. So murderers and murderers are involved with self-murder, the murder of others, 
the murder of others with even your tongue, which is called character assassination. Sometimes the tongue can be worse than a gun. The bullets of cursing, the bullets of terrorism, the bullets of terrorist threats on people's lives, the bullets of hateful thoughts and words to other people. James says in the book of James chapter 3, he describes the tongue worse than a wildfire. He describes the tongue as a world of iniquity. James describes the tongue as defiled and, uh, and so forth. He describes the tongue as a setting on the fire of the course of nature. James describes the tongue as a set of fire of hell. James in James 3 says, But the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. And a man has been able to tame every creature, beasts and birds, even things in the sea. But man's tongue... Only God can tame, because when he tames your heart, he will tame your tongue. Let me share with you a story that happened, a true story. And it uh, speaks a lot about the, the tongue situation as well. There were some fishermen fishing one day at a dock, and these two women came by, and they were really angry at these men fishing. They said, why are you doing this? Why are you catching this fish and killing this fish and eating this fish? And uh, the two men looked at the women and said, we mean no harm. You know, Jesus' disciples were fishers uh, of men, but fishers, men of fish. And then they, they looked at the women and said, women, if the fish would have kept their mouth closed, they wouldn't have never been caught. <laughs> oh, how true that is today. We get in a lot of trouble and we get caught because we open up our mouths too much. Do you remember uh, the story in the Bible and the gospel about Judas Iscariot who committed suicide? The Bible says Satan entered Judas and he went out and hung himself. Satan is behind murder. We see this in the case with Judas Iscariot. He committed suicide. Suicide is an evil, wicked, self-centered, selfish thing that Satan is behind. When one commits suicide, they are not thinking about nobody else, not even themselves in the right way. Suicide is selfish and self-centered, but Christ has given us self-control. Galatians 5 and 22 said that one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. It will, that when you fill it with the Holy Spirit, it will control you from doing suicidal things. In Christ, he has given us worth, purpose, meaning. But Satan wants to uh, make you feel worthless, meaningless, purposeless. And God has not given you the right and the prerogative to give life, nor to take life. We see this with Job. I'm saying this in closing. We see this with Job. And Job says something so powerful that everybody should say and teach when it comes to suicide. Job said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Only the Lord has the prerogative to give life and take life. Now I'm going to say this and then I'm done. There was a famous, well-known preacher by the name of E.V. Hill, black preacher. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. 
He pastored a well-known church in Los Angeles, Mount Zion, a missionary Baptist church. And he preached his wife's funeral, Sadie. And he preached from Job chapter 1, 2. And he preached on this message, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away when he was doing the funeral. And he said, man, I could bless the Lord when the Lord gave her to me, Sadie. But when he took Sadie away from me, it was hard for me to bless the Lord under those circumstances. When trouble is in your life, you got to bless the Lord, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Bless the Lord either way. And I'm going to say this scripture, and I'm done. Exodus chapter 20 talks about one of the things in the Ten Commandments. It says, thou shalt not kill. That's what the King James says. But in the Hebrew, it says, thou shalt not murder, premeditated murder. God has come through Jesus Christ in John 10 and 10. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants to not only give you eternal life, but give you blessings with that eternal life and abundance of blessings. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell. We want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for Contending for the Faith. And without your diligent prayers, we could never have been on the air as long as we have. We also want to thank those who have partnered with us financially over the last two weeks. Uh, Camila and Bomani, William, Joshua, Sandra, Richard, Carol, Jackie, Bruce, Mary, June, Gail, C.R., Charles. Um, And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your gracious gift. Uh, it, it does cost us 400 a week to stay on the air. And right now we're, we need 400 to be current with this week's program. So we need your help. Uh, we need your prayers, obviously. And uh, we certainly need your financial support. This is a listener-supported ministry. And uh, we, we believe that God is going to move upon hearts t- tonight to uh, support us. It's you know, summertime is just hit. Uh, Friday was the first day of summer, and a lot of times people go on vacations and they get excited about the sunshine and want to jump in the pool and get in the car and go, and and uh, they go on vacation also sometimes from their giving. And uh, we just want to encourage you, don't forget about ministries like Contending for the Faith and, and others when, you, when you're on vacation. Uh, don't go on vacation from supporting us and and uh, praying for us because it's so vitally important that you do both. So we want to encourage you. There are two ways that you can donate. Uh, The first is send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Once again, that's uh, Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And the second way is so much easier. You can just get on your computer, your laptop, your pa- your tablet, your smartphone, um, and go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button. It's that simple, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Peter Carey, for those announcements. And uh, 
As Gary has said, uh, keep us in your prayers and keep supporting us so we can continue to do what we are doing. And uh, we know that people uh, will hear what we are saying and uh, bless us with that 400 and even beyond. So uh, we uh, thank you for all that you have done and all the, the prayers and the supports and the encouraging letters. And thank you for bearing with us while we were gone as well. Well, we're going to get to some of our callers. Let's uh, do that, Brother Gary. All right. Well, Dr. Buckner, I understand you had a birthday. Uh, yes, I, <laughs> I, I did. I had a birthday and uh, anniversary as well. And uh, so we praise the Lord for that. So and how does it feel to be 29? Uh, you know what? It, it feels really good to, to be uh, under 30 years of age. So. <laughs> Well, they still check your ID when you go into places. Uh, the, sometimes. <laughs> I remember going to a, um, a fair in uh, Vallejo, and uh, they did uh, want to look at my ID uh, because they thought that I was uh, too young uh, to go in. And uh, I said, uh, wait a minute now, uh, I'm this age. And so that encouraged me, you know, uh, when they said that. So I said, you know, hey, praise God, you know, you, he gives you favor in your, your age and your looks. Yes, because black don't crack, brother. Black don't crack. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Oh, we better stop that. All there right, well, let's go. <laughs> It's good to have fun. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. There you go. All right. So we're going to our first caller, CC. Thank you for being patient with our 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 uh, silliness. <laughs> How you doing, CC? How you doing? I want to say happy birthday, man. So you telling me you're not 46? Yeah. Yeah, Gary. Oh, there's Fountain of Youth, you know. Uh, Benjamin Buttons, you know. You know, <laughs> going backwards. Going backwards, you know, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't age. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we trust that you got encouraged by the word tonight. I got really encouraged by it. Yeah. What What stood out? What was a good word for what, you tonight? What, what stood out is with suicide because there's a lot, of, a lot of, I've been hearing that. And a friend was telling me about that. He had a friend on his job. It was a girl he was talking to, and she was going really depressed, and she had to care of the life. It was really overwhelming her and he said he ministered to her and um they said her her, her 12 year old daughter found her dead she um overdosed she took a lot of medication and alcohol and that really it really hurt in my heart when i heard that and i've been hearing this a lot of suicide especially even more i know it's all ages but i hear i've been hearing a lot of young adults teenagers have been taking their life and i know it's, i know it's, i know it's universal for all ages and i care about all this but that really hurt me especially what he told me about the personal job, you know, how hurt what that did for a twelve year old little girl. And I, what I got out of the message too is was what you said that it's it's, it's selfish because you got you got to think about other people too, like like you saying, you know, what about you know the relatives, the people who had to come to the funeral, the mother, the father, the people, you know, that 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 impacts people, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's really true what you said and about people having that support system, you know, and being you know, so that really. There's a lot of points that stuck out, but that stuck out the most because that's been it's been a wide spread of that, and I've been hearing a lot of that. And that's not the first time my friend told me that somebody on the job committed suicide. Last person committed suicide was um, only 28 years old. He was having trouble with his baby mother. He, he was in debt and credit. He's 28 years old, so that's life. Wow. Well, yeah, we'll keep that family in prayer. 
Well, thank you yeah. for sharing that. And and do you have a, a question as well, a scripture question? Yes. I mean, I've been waiting to ask you this one, too. Um, it's in First Corinthians chapter 12, mm-hmm. and it's in verse 8. All righty. Well, why don't you read that uh, to us, and let me know what you'd like for me to do with the scripture with you. Okay. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. And I was wondering if you could give me some insight on that, a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge, you know. I, don't really, I haven't really heard this passage expanded. If I did, it's just been really kind of like brushed over. I heard it read, but I never really heard uh, detailed teaching on it. Okay, well, this is a very good question, and it, it conjures up uh, a class that I taught on spiritual gifts. Uh, so I'm very familiar with these things and these questions as well. Uh, let's uh, break this down the best we can in a Reader's Digest condensation format. Uh, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. First and foremost, we need to understand that uh, there are different gifts that the Apostle Paul is uh, letting us know here. And uh, when somebody tries to say everybody has to have the same gift, I mean, that is uh, teaching uh, confusion and against the Word of God because God is not the author of confusion. So uh, here, he's letting us know that there are many different gifts, and when somebody tries to throw on you uh, that everybody should either have these gifts or the gift of tongues, wait a minute, God is too big for all of that. So this is the first thing that the Apostle Paul is trying to lay out. The second thing is this. I want to bring out uh, two points, and some people may want to take note of this because it's that important. Uh, the word of wisdom. What is the word of wisdom? Okay, the word. And he mentioned. Notice he mentions the word because the word indicates a speaking gift. And so when he uses the the word of wisdom, and then he has under there the word of knowledge. You have to make a note that these two gifts are speaking gifts. Now, the first one, the first speaking gift, which is the word of wisdom, is most often used of the ability to understand God's word, his will, his ways, and to skillfully apply that understanding to life. So that's the first point with the a word of wisdom. The second point is this, the word of knowledge. What is the word of knowledge? Here's another speaking gift. The word of knowledge is the ability by the Holy Spirit, because when you say the ability is coming by the Holy Spirit, both of these. And that's why I use the word ability, because it's coming from the Holy Spirit. The word of knowledge is the ability to understand and speak God's truth with insight. It carries with it insight. That's why it's called the word of knowledge. It's God through the Holy Spirit giving insight into not only his word and his ways, but on a level of the mysteries of the word of God. It's taking you into the deep mysteries of the word of God and bringing application to that. Now, the third point is this. Let me kind of give you an example. And I told my students this when I was teaching on the spiritual gifts of grace, the charisma, that uh, somebody in the class said, can you give us an example of the gift of uh, 
wisdom or the gift of the word of knowledge. One classic case would be in the book of Acts chapter 5, when you had uh, Ananias and Sapphira lying about their giving. And then all of a sudden, uh, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, gave Peter, the apostle Peter, a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge and insight into what they were doing. They were lying, and they weren't giving faithfully in an honest way. And that's why God uh, dropped them dead, because the husband and the wife dropped them both dead because of the fact that uh, everything prior to that in the church was pure, holy, people were living right, and God really wanted to shake up things and give a message. If anybody ever says, uh, does the Bible ever teach slain in the Spirit? This is the only chapter that talks about being slain in the Spirit. Don't believe the lies of the word faith teacher when they say you're slain in the Spirit and you go backwards and bark like a wild dog. No, this is a the, the principle of being slain in the Spirit. They were slain to death, and it was over being not right with their money. This is a wake-up call. You've been sneaking around with God's money he's entrusted you with as good stewards. You know, you got to fall under the lordship, the ownership, and the stewardship. It all begins with lordship, ownership, and stewardship, all the ships of God. So hopefully that helps you out. Uh, I broke that down the best I could, and Every time I break it down like, like, like that, people get great insight in that. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I appreciate it. Yes. And if, if you didn't get it all, if people didn't get it all, you can always go on the podcast and hear it again and hear it again until you get it. Amen. Well, you have, uh, we have only about a minute or so. Let's get your prayer requests in. Then hold on, Brother Rick, and we'll get to your question after this. But what's on your heart regarding any prayer requests? Uh, just pray for Mother Rosalinda, uh, my father, my family. You pray for me because I got to go to the tennis, and uh, they want to. You might have to not stay to stay my tennis, so I want to pray that, that uh, my tennis is stable. This is producing a sound for that, and if you could pray uh, again for uh, Eminem and Fifty Cent, the rapper. Okay. All righty, we're going to have Brother Gary to uh, lift us up in uh, this situation up in prayer. You know, I used to get a bag of M&Ms for 50 cents. <laughs> you know, Gary, you have to remember now, Gary is not only a pastor, but he's a comedian pastor. So don't ever forget that. <laughs> I couldn't let that go by. But anyway, Lord, we just thank you for Brother C.C. We pray you continue to bless him, Lord God. We know he has a dental appointment, and he's got to have his teeth worked on. We just pray that you just uh, bring him to proper dental health and and strengthen him and encourage him. Take away any fear that goes around with that, because I know I can't stand dentists myself. And, Lord, we just pray for his mother, Rosalinda, and his family, Lord God, that you continue to bless them, Lord God. We pray also for Eminem and 50 Cent, Lord, and all these entertainers that are in this world today that have influence. They really really don't realize the impact that their lives are having on so many people. So we pray, Lord God, that you would bring a godly influences into their lives, that they would come into a saving knowledge of you, Lord God, that you would turn their lives around as an example to to the rest of the world, that they would become 
you know, more like the uh, Chris who's uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's become a strong Christian and and as an example, Lord God, we just pray that you would just continue to use people like him uh, to touch the industry and um, allow folks to hear the word of God. So we just thank you today, Lord God, and we just praise you. Give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate that prayer. And uh, Cece, thank you so much for your call and your good, your good question as well. Thank you for the wonderful answer, and I appreciate the, 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 the humility and humor. All right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. So go get 50 cents and buy some M&Ms, and uh, we'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Uh, Once again, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith and all of you who have partnered with us financially over the many years that we've been on the air. You know, it's such a delight to get your cards and and letters and to hear how the program has blessed you and changed your lives and given you information and ammunition to defend the faith and to give reasons and answers for your faith and on and on and on. You know, it's just, it's such a blessing. You know, Dr. Buckner and I were just talking about, you know, how God has called us to this, this work, this workmanship. And we just are, are so blessed and humbled to be able to do this. And we just want to say it's a delight also when you partner with us to do this work because it's so vital. It's so important. It touches so many lives. And so we want to encourage you Continue praying for the ministry, but also consider partnering with us financially. We need your help right now. We are $400 uh, behind, and uh, we need to get caught up. And beyond that, we want to have a a stockpile, a resource, so we're not in the red all the time or or close to it. And uh, so we need your help, especially during the summer months when uh, folks go on vacation. We want to encourage you, don't go on vacation from your prayers, and don't go on vacation from your giving. There's two ways you can donate to us. Um, the first is, you know, simply get a check or money order and send it to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Uh, that's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. It's that simple, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And they talk about this uh, stockpile resources. That's a powerful word that you use. And it's a beautiful thing when we get uh, blessed to the level where uh, we can say, yes, we got uh, 400 in there plus uh, additional. Right. So we just pray that God will move on your heart. And there are a lot of ministries today where people are investing their uh, wills and inheritance, some of that with the ministries. And that's something that some people may want to consider uh, with contending for the faith because it's one of a kind. And we are to invest in uh, three T's, our time, talent, and treasures. And Jesus said, lay up not for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust and thieves break in, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where none of these things can break in. Before we get to Brother Rick, uh, by the way, uh, you started something with the M&M's <laughs> <laughs> because I love peanut uh, M&M's, <laughs> you know, so I think I'm going to go home to, tonight. Matter of fact, 
My <laughs> wife has some peanut M&Ms at the house, and I'm going to get started on some of those, and I'm going to blame it on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just got to live in myself, yeah, make, sure out, I, make sure I don't overdo it. <laughs> so, Nancy, if you're listening, you better hide that bag. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, that. my goodness. Well, we better get to Brother Rick before he, he says, I'm on the wrong show. Yes. <laughs> How you doing there, Brother Rick? How you doing? We are blessed. We're truly blessed. Having a good time here and... We trust that uh, God has been good to you and blessing you in many different ways. And one way he's been good to me is not giving me M&M's. <laughs> yeah, you better hey, leave those alone. <laughs> yes, yes, especially with uh, being uh, diabetic. Uh, yeah. you're absolutely true. And what's on your heart tonight? Do you have a question? Uh, yeah, I got a, got a very interesting question because it, it relates to the, um, you know, when the Holy Spirit works in the uh, book of Acts. Mm-hmm especially in the area of healings and, and other areas, we see evidence of, we see the evidence that it's, that it's usually done by the laying on of hands. Mm-hmm. Are there any exceptions to that? That's a good question. Are there any exceptions uh, to the Holy Spirit coming upon people's lives without the laying on of hands? Well, uh, there are two uh, cases one is the day of Pentecost. There was no laying on of hands on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit uh, just came upon uh, the people and uh, filled them. And then the other time was in, uh, because that's in Acts chapters 1 through 2 and uh, and, and other uh, passages, especially with uh, Pentecost, Acts 1 and 2. And then you have the other case uh, that... Uh, uh, yes, so you have the other case uh, with the laying on of hands, uh, where there was no laying on of hands, and there was the aspects of um, the Holy Spirit coming up on people, uh, was uh, Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. Uh, so in Acts chapter 10, uh, you had the Holy Spirit coming up on the Gentiles, and as well as they were filled with the uh, Holy Spirit, and then they also spoke in tongues. So, uh, you know, uh, the Lord did healings uh, throughout the book of Acts, uh, but as far as with your question, uh, you know, was there any exceptions to uh, the filling uh, of the Holy Spirit without the laying on of hands, uh, where you have Acts chapter 1, uh, with the day of Pentecost, and then you have Acts chapter 10. And it shocked uh, Peter because he was used to uh, people being baptized and the laying on of hands, uh, which is a powerful healing mi- ministry. But what happened there was that they weren't even baptized. There was no laying on of hands. Holy Spirit just came up on uh, Cornelius and his household and it shocked Peter, and because God gave him that vision, too. And that uh, was something that was a wake-up call uh, to Peter, too. The Lord had to teach him a lot of things even after uh, his resurrection. So hopefully that helps out, because that's pretty much what your question was surrounding, right? Yeah, that's, that, that, that was the idea of the uh, question. Mm-hmm, right. Because, you know, we, we hear so much about the laying out of hands, 
but, but a lot of times it doesn't. Uh, I, I know. I know. In Jesus's case, many times people just walk. Jesus walked by, and he may, he may have even said nothing. Mm-hmm. But something took something took place. Yeah, God is very unique in His healing process. <clears throat> you know, sometimes He spoke a word. Sometimes He wasn't even there, and people were healed. And sometimes He was there and touched people, and they were healed. So. Uh, but good question, very good question. Appreciate that question. You have any uh, prayer requests? Because we're going to try to squeeze in another caller before we wanna, conclude. Yeah, just, just just want to give thanks to my time with my sister, and just continue to uh, work with me on letting my uh, letting my life, letting my love, and letting my lips work on, work on my family right now and uh, and bringing them to salvation. I just pray that the Lord continues to use me in whatever whatever way He sees fit. Mm-hmm. So you've been spending time with your sister, you said? Yeah, this past week uh, my sister came into town and we uh, had time together. Oh, nice. And you know, basically we kept it to family matters. But uh, at least, at least uh, you know, right now I just want I just want to just pray that let my life uh, let, let, let 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 my life be a reflection. My life, my love, and my lips be a reflection of uh, God. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get to that good prayer, prayer, and then we're going to sh- try to get in this other caller. Let's get to that prayer real All quick. All right. Here. Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray that you continue to bless him, strengthen him, and encourage him physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, Lord God, that you would continue to put a hedge around him and a wall of fire the enemy could not penetrate. And we pray for his family members, his sister especially, Lord God, that they would come into a saving knowledge of you, Lord God, that you heard his desire, his prayer, Lord God, that he wants to represent you completely. So bless him, Lord God, with a double portion of your Holy Spirit, that he would be able to speak your word in season and out of season, that he would be a light in a dark place, Lord God, that he would be salt to a, a bland world that needs seasoning, that he would be able to touch, um, that you would be use him to be arms and legs and lips to so many people that he comes in contact with. And we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary, and thank you, Rick, for your call and good question. Thank you very much. God bless. God bless. Okay, let's try to squeeze in our last call. All right, see if we can get William on the line. How are you doing, William? All right, how are you doing, Dr. Buckman? Brother, I'm truly blessed, and you're doing well in your family? Yes, I am. We just, just like you, we just, me and my wife just celebrated our 19th wedding anniversary. So we would definitely been blessed in that aspect, reaching 19 years. Well, That's congratulations on that, my brother. You know, if you can number. get through a year, it's a true blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Just a year nowadays with most people. Let me and, tell you something, William. You can be right or you can be happy. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Brother William, thank you so much also for your prayers and your support. We just appreciate it from the uttermost and the guttermost, and we just appreciate you, my brother. And let me get to your question real quick so we can have some time for it. What's on your heart? Uh, well, my heart is having to do with something that's dealing with the cults, uh, the Masons. Mm-hmm. I, I know a couple of uh, brothers who say they're Christian, but we have these disagreements about being a part of the Masons, and I know the Bible says you're not to, you know, worship other gods and and uh, uh, what's that swear upon 
on you know on on God's name and follow suit with other things. But that that's exactly what the Masons do. And I just wanted to know how to hit them. Which I, I found some scriptures, but I was wondering what would how you would come across to them, Doctor Doctor Buckner, if you mind me asking. Well, thank you so much. And uh, when you talk about uh, Freemasonry, you know that's with the men, and then Eastern stores with the women. Uh, but it is uh, it is uh, rooted in the occult, you know. It's uh, it's yeah. it's beginnings, it's history, and so. And then also number two, they don't believe that God is the God of the Bible. They believe that God is the great architect of the universe. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that I would hit them with the most is that they don't believe that Jesus is the only way. So they teach that okay. they teach that you can find salvation in all of the religions of the world, and you can find it in Muhammad, uh, Zoroastrianism, uh, Confucianism, and so I would mm-hmm. really build on that. That Jesus said in John fourteen and one, uh, John fourteen and six, rather, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And uh, yes. he said, all that came before me were thieves and robbers, and he made it very clear that he is the only way. And people have oftentimes said to me, you know, uh, when uh, people die, when all will all religions end up in the same place? And I said, yes, because they'll end up uh, under the umbrella of Philippians chapter 2, where it says, every mm-hmm. knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So I would build on Jesus being the only way and demonstrate yeah. that from Scripture and that mm-hmm. there's no exceptions around that. He didn't say I'm one of many equally good ways, an aspect of the life, a fragment of the truth. Mm-hmm. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then, so the area of swearing, because they take an oath, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, that's against the Bible too. But the biggest yeah, area that you're going to have the most effective witness in is uh letting them know that Jesus is the only way and stay with that because they believe he was a prophet. Well, just like Mohammedism, if he's a prophet, prophets are not going to lie, and Jesus is not about that. Good question. Look like we hear that music, but appreciate your call and your question, and we'll keep you in our prayers. And call us back and let us know how it turned out. Okay, will do. Will do. Thank you, Dr. Buckner. And uh, I wonder if you can pray, say a prayer for Brother Rick. And for my mother, Lois. Well, All uh, right. Do we that just in lift closing. Up Brother William's mother and Brother Rick, and we just thank you, Lord, for uh, his question and bless him, Lord God, to be able to bear witness. It's imp- Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.